Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, listener. I don't have anything uh, clever to say. It's Tom, Neil, Nick. How you doing, guys? You're on the left, he's in the middle, and I'm on the right this time. Oh, yeah. All right, so let me do it then. Wait. Should we start again? Neil's coming down the middle. Yeah. Neil's our, our striker. I feel uh, more like a center back. I'm not as He's more of a, a Joel, Joel Matip. He's, you know, sauntering through the middle with a ball. So but he can't do, do shit do with it. Simi... Joel Matip and Trent. You want to be Trent or you want to be Verge? Why are we defenders this week? I don't know. We were defenders last week too. I was just trying to change things. I feel up. more like Colo Toure. I'm more of a <laughs> left. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> so I'm Gibril Cisse. Then I have a medal. I have a Champions League medal, and I'm retired. Oh, wonderful! Well, listener, we are here to talk about this weekend's uh, Premier League fixtures. But that means we have to start by looking at the table. So let's do some table talking, guys. Um, we are top of the league, say. We are top of the league. There we go. We got to do it every week until we're not. <laughs> All right. We should hey, be. Hey, I, hope hey. you, I hope you end up losing your voice from having to say it too much. I'll be singing in the pub if, we were, if we're top of the league at the end. Yeah, you know, that's the one thing about us being at the top and fighting for the league and everything is everyone shows up to the pub. Yeah. Which is nice, and everyone. Fair where the sitting. fans who disappear oh, when we're not doing well. So many of them. Mm. The pub was a ghost town last season, yeah. um, but this year they, we've got a ton of people coming to our pub and listening to the show. And can we I, thank can you I just for give that. A shout out to Valhalla Fitness in Newington. Absolutely. And tell Ben to get his ass down here to the pub to watch the games. Yeah, actually, everyone should stop going to Valhalla Ooh. Fitness for like two hours every weekend, <laughs> just so we can oh, get our main. Just two hours out. of the week. Yeah, yeah. Just during, during the closing Liverpool. period. Yeah. Yeah, we do. They'll we just, know what they mean. We we need our we need our our friend Ben at the pub. We miss him. Shout out to you, Ben, if you listen. Um, so Liverpool are at the top. Um, Man City are nipping at our heels. Aston Villa are tied with Man City. Really, um, City's just play the game more. Oh, they, they still have mm-hmm. a game in hand. Okay, and then well, no, Liverpool and City both have a game in hand on on Villa. Villa. Right. Okay, so Villa could potentially still be. Or would be first place. Um, well, I don't know. Wrong way around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So Liverpool are at the top, and then Man City and Arsenal and Liverpool have a game in hand against Villa. There we go. All right. And over to Nick with the weather. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still raining in Tottenham. Thank God for that. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, uh, it is. Spurs actually went on kind of a, a nice little run there. Um, they've won yeah. three of their last five, but I don't think it's going to be nearly enough. Although I say that and they're only five points off the top. so Five points is a lot at this stage of the... It is, but I mean, we've seen teams come back City from more with less. Yeah, we, we've yeah, also yeah. did a good run and when we ended up in fifth. Yes, sir. And I know it's hard to say that, but we had a great last 10 games. Yeah, I know what you mean, Nick, but... They, like, they're still I, not the ones that scare me. Yeah. Look, win out, we don't have to worry about anybody else. A hundred percent. And then in sixth, as we discussed in the last episode, are the uh, James Ward-Prouses, um, that, that team that James Ward-Prouse is on. From do you London. just have a poster in your room of James Ward-Prouse? I literally every, do. every, like, shot. I, I literally do have. He's ever done golfing. You know whatever. that shirt that our, our lovely friend Georgia made for me with yeah. all those pictures? It's hanging in my music studio. I don't mm. wear it. I, I just look at him sometimes when I'm playing guitar. Serenade, and I look yeah. over and I go, oh, this one's for you, James. 
Thanks for, for making football better with your presence. If, if you are writing songs, send them my way. I'll stick them on the end of this podcast so people can listen to them. <laughs> my song's about James Ward-Prowse. Oh, I'll have James. to do that. <laughs> uh, United, seventh place. Scum. Yes, Scum. Sorry, I mispronounce it all the time. <coughs> Newton Heath. It's because I don't have uh, an accent. Um, we've got Brighton in eighth. Of what feels like a very distant eighth place. I, I, after the top five it seems like there's a pretty dramatic drop off oh look at the form though brighton yeah yeah no not what we expected at the start they of the season actually they, i think it is they have what a I better form than newcastle it is what you expected yeah what do you mean i didn't expect brighton to be very good at the beginning of the season and they were ridiculously good they were near the top for a while yeah, oh. and um the zerbi was really doing a good job remember brighton lost all those players and new manager and things uh, but um but um it's to me they refer reverted back to where I expect them to be, mm. uh, upper mid-table. Is they, that because they lost as many players as they lost in in the transfer window? Or what, what What do you think happened there? I just don't think they have a lot of depth. And I think, yeah, fatigue and... Aging players. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But, I mean, okay. look, they've got Welbeck. They've got João Pedro. They've got Milner, Lalana. Um, well, in fairness, we love James Milner for yeah, obvious but, reasons, but he's not exactly the anchor of a surging team, right? Yeah. So I, I'm just saying, that, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's my thought there. That yeah, they're about where they deserve to be. So Chelsea and Newcastle, I think, are the shockers of the table this season. Um, Pretty good form for Chelsea, though. Uh, only yeah, lost one in five. Yeah, Chelsea. They they seem to be turning a corner. Their last few games have been against awful teams, though. I think their strength of schedule is really helping them right now. Um, meanwhile, Newcastle lost four of their last five, and that's four losses in a row for Newcastle, no less. Again, terrible injury problems. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Is that but that's what you're saying, or is that what Eddie Howe is saying? Because I'm not sure which one is which anymore between <laughs> you and him. Well, here's the thing. Watching Newcastle play against City last weekend, I most of their starting 11 are on, like, I get that they have injuries, but we talked about this a few weeks ago when we played Newcastle. It's not like their starting 11 is all that different than what it would be if they didn't have any injuries. So that's kind of what I was getting at. Um, I think it was last week's episode where I was saying something about the team isn't gelling, and I'm starting to think that maybe it's tactically, um, which would come back to Eddie Howe. Um, I don't know if that's true. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little bit of digging on Newcastle in the next week or so and See if I can figure something out. Um, so at the bottom of the table, we'll go bottom up. We've got Sheffield, Burnley, and Luton have been anchoring the bottom of the table for the entire season. Um, Sheffield just picked up a striker in the transfer window, and I can't remember who the heck it is. Oh, you're right. But um, Is it Mbappe? Because <laughs> I've seen him in not, everyone else's yeah, shirt. Not even Mbappe would save them. But, um, but yeah, they picked up a striker. I can't remember who they got, but um, I'm not sure it's going to make a, a difference uh, well, it, yeah. it might make a difference. The problem is that. Oh, good point. With, with financial fair play, it might yeah. make a difference. Uh -huh. Interesting. Um, Burnley, they just picked up uh, Fofana. Yep. It, how does that help their climb out of relegation, if at all? Again. If they score goals and win games. <laughs> I suppose that's true. Uh, to me, it's company refusing to change his tactics. Uh, and we've talked about it for weeks, and he hasn't. He's still playing the same old, same old, and I just can't see them. At the moment, I think Sheffield United and Burnley are the bottom two slots. 
yeah I, don't, I really don't see them being able to to climb their way back up um but who knows luton who i've been rooting hard for uh they had There's those two no games team in, in this league you haven't been rooting hard for. There actually, are there are of. <laughs> City, United, and Chelsea come to mind straight away, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Luton, I, I guess winning two games in a row got me excited for them. And then... Look, those three are the worst teams in the league. Yeah. So yeah, Burnley, Luton, really Sheffield United are the worst teams in the league. There. For now. Um, no, they're the worst teams in the league. Um, the others may be... They'll lower be- once they get financial fair play um, penalties but Everton are a better team mm-hmm. Brentford are a better team Forest are a better team even yeah yeah and that's not I mean obviously that sounds like a silly thing to say obviously they're better because yeah. they're higher but I think this isn't one of those situations where no they just have the least amount of talent yes and that's kind of the bottom line now I'm glad you mentioned the financial fair play thing because we've got two teams that come currently sit 15th and 17th that are facing some potentially harsh penalties. If they both got 10 more point penalties, if Forrest got a 10-point penalty and Everton got another 10-point penalty, Everton would be bottom, Forrest would be third to bottom, Sheffield United would still be second to bottom. <laughs> yeah, which... Uh, Brings Luton up to 16th. I, you know what? As much as it pains me to say, if Forrest get hit with a 10-point deduction and have to go down, and Luton stay up as a result. It'll hurt Luton so much, though. I know, I know. The the, the sporting brain, the I guy know. that just likes watching sports would like that, but, I mean, strategically, long-term, it, it wouldn't. that would be pretty rough. Um, Brentford in 16th. Now, they've lost five games in a row at least because we're only seeing their last five results. They could have lost even more. Um we talked about them last episode where we all we were all much higher. Do we genuinely think it's the lack of Ivan Tony? Is is that no. really I mean, it doesn't help, but Wissa's not a bad forward. It's the rest of the problem. They're not creating enough and the defense is terrible. Their goal differential isn't that bad yeah, in comparison to some some of the other teams down on the bottom here, which uh and Everton too, but we've been saying for a good well, Everton are about season. if you give them the, the t- uh, ten points back, they're up in the twelfth. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. Meanwhile, Brentford seem to be—they're a team that competes. They're not like one of these relegation teams where it's like they have no business being in the Premier League. Now, if their goal differential is only five, do you think by this point in the season, Ivan Tony has five goals? Yes, for sure. Yeah, but that's. Have you won the games with those five goals? Well, that's what have I'm saying. Have you drawn the games Let's, with that, with that goal difference? And you probably have, yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, that's that's such a slim margin. You've got teams that are mid-table or higher that don't have a goal differential that low. I mean, Bournemouth has a goal differential Wolves of seven. Wolves has a minus one. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll find out what um, you guys United think. have a minus five, and they're sitting in seventh. We'll find out what you think uh, shortly with when we do our predictions because Brentford are playing Forest this week so um, oh. it'll be interesting to see what, what we all say for predictions are Brentford better than Forest so but Tony in my is back. heart they are not <laughs> Tony comes back this game no is I, don't, that, I yes, don't think Tony's so. back oh yeah oh okay that kind of changes things does it uh yeah <laughs> for me uh Crystal Palace the forgotten this this team is like the team that you just don't think about ever right no, I don't really think about them, but I know they're there. Yeah, you know they're there, but it's like, uh, 
Yeah. They've got, I'll say this about Palace. They've got a couple of players that I really, really like. I mean, I don't see them getting relegated this year, I think. Definitely not. Um, I, I could even see them ending up in their, their 11th spot if they no, go on a decent No, they're going to stay around 13, 14, 15. Well, I don't see them. That's where they've been for like a decade yeah, now. Yeah, so. that's where they'll <laughs> stay for about another decade. So Bournemouth went on that incredible tear until they, they lost the previous week. But um, do we see them continuing to climb? Do, do you think they could finish above Wolves or even Newcastle? No. No? I say that they will have a decent few games. Um, Solanke's having a pretty good time down there right now this season. Yeah, he has found some phenomenal yeah. form. Um, <clears throat> what I see from Bournemouth is probably the same, really. They'll have a, a run of like a couple of games, probably a bad run of a couple of games, and come back again. Bam. So they'll, they'll hang right yeah, there. Yeah, I don't see them going up or down. Okay. And then Wolves. I can see Fulham oh. dropping a little bit if they keep their form the way it's going. Yeah, Fulham has not been playing very well. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if if they get leapfrogged by Palace. But that goal, oh, sorry, that win is against Arsenal. Yeah, that's true. Um, but you know, I think that's that's the exception, not the rule for them. Uh, I don't think they'll fall below Forest, Brentford, Everton, and then the bottom three. Um, but it doesn't surprise me to see them kind of drifting away. And then finally, let's talk about Wolves because this is a team that has quietly been on a pretty good stretch of form um, recently. They started off really rough this season, and we've all been really down on them until the last few weeks when they kind of started turning things around. Um, I don't think they're better than Newcastle. I I don't think they're better than the top 10 uh, right now, but it doesn't surprise me to see them sitting that high above the relegation zone. So second half of the season... Um, who's the biggest mover, positive or negative, in the second half of the season? Biggest mover? Mm. Newcastle. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. Or, I mean, you could say Forrest going in the opposite direction. Again, we're taking out the... Uh, no financial that, fair play. Okay. Then, yeah, I think I think Newcastle end up finding some form along the way. And frankly, if they don't, then Eddie Howe should be... I agree with that. Worried about his job. If they end up sitting, you know, ninth, tenth, eleventh by the end of the season, that is a huge problem for that team. I think if Tottenham or Newcastle don't finish fifth, whoever doesn't finish fifth, their manager's gone. Which I agree. And mm. what really sucks is that I think Pasta Coglu is a great manager and it would really suck to see him get fired yeah i just think they both need um european football i'm gonna th- yeah i'm gonna throw is this that, is that i was gonna say is that what's hurting newcastle well it hurts the revenue stream certainly well no no well, is they, it hurting them it. because of all the injuries they had the extra uh, oh, definitely yeah extra i mean games. tough group yes absolutely the thing is though you can't like it it is the reason but you can't allow that to be a reason because if you want to be a top club you have to be able to manage that. Yeah, but I don't think anyone expected that in their first season of Eddie Howe. Mm, it's possible. And, you know... Yeah, they qualified a year too early. Yeah. Mm. All right. All right. Which is probably why their financial fair play is feeling a bit stretched. All right. I'm going to throw this out there. Aston Villa is the last team we're going to talk about. Are they truly a top-of-the-table team, or could they be the one that we see drift the most from where they currently stand? 
I say they end up fifth to third, depending fifth. on some results. Oh, so you think they are where they should be? Yeah, with the form that they've been playing, okay, the form in the last five, they've had two draws, two losses, and um, two losses, sorry, two wins, two draws, and a loss. Yeah, if they keep up the form, Umarai Emery has been doing all right. They could stay there. And now, this is all based on the form and play of United and Tottenham and the Chelsea's and whatnot. If they come into a run of form better, they could be up at the top four. Okay. United, um, all their, what, they need eight points? Yeah, it's it's still pretty tight at the top. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about our upcoming match. Welcome back, listener. We're playing Bournemouth this weekend uh, away, so we're going down to the coast to look at palm trees, I believe. <laughs> Indeed. Vitality Stadium still? Vitality Stadium. You got it. Um, late kickoff on Sunday. Um, so first let's quickly go through the injury report. It seems to have been mostly the same, um, with the exception of McAllister is back and we've lost Trent and Sabaslai. I think Sabasla's gonna be back, but he, I don't think he'll running. play for Bournemouth. Yeah. So he's back in training and he is running. Um so yeah, I, I agree. I don't think we'll need him for Bournemouth. And frankly, you know, he has fallen been a bit off, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So either this has been maybe a nagging injury, possibly, or something like that. Maybe would explain why we haven't seen that same Sabasla we were all so excited about uh, to start the season. Um, and everyone else is pretty much the same. Salah's away, Endo's away. We've got Simi and and Rabo that are dealing with their respective injuries. Matip's still out. Tiago, I don't know what's going on with him because it's like every week we hear he's training, but he's never on the team sheet. So he's actually on a worldwide cruise. I hear. Oh, good. Yeah, good he's for him. Taking, taking some science. time off yeah. and taking time off. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Um, so playing against Bournemouth, we've talked a lot about Bournemouth recently, especially since they've been on a phenomenal run of form. Um, I think that was one of those teams that I was expecting to see on my cup date. Uh, list that I expected them to be way worse than they actually are. Um, but that has not been the case. So what do we think of Bournemouth? We've got Solanke. Is, do we? Is he going to be there? Uh, the rumors of Solanke getting um, oh. sold to uh, Newcastle. Oh, rumors again. Oh, Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea, really? Uh, I, think, I think that was the person, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, unless something big oh, no, happens. Arsenal. I think it was Arsenal as well. Arsenal looking for a striker. Yeah. Yeah. Arsenal needs a goal scorer. So, um, the, the Bournemouth said they're not selling. And, yeah, um, that would be foolish. So. That would be foolish if Bournemouth is. I don't unless it's some unfathomable wage that they could get for him. Hang on to him. Cost mm. Liverpool gets a um, a sell on clause for uh, if Solanke is sold. Wait, what's that? Solanke was sold to Bournemouth from Liverpool, and we get a sell on clause if he goes. Oh, that would be yeah, nice. like twenty five percent of the fee or something. Oh shit, sell him. <laughs> Just not to sell him before we play him yeah and uh, and we'll take the money that's a win-win for us mm-hmm. um looking at the rest of their team sheet i don't i mean i don't know Iriol is a good manager but the rest of the team yeah, not yeah too much. you got justin clivert there he's yeah not as good as his dad yeah ix reject is the way to look at that <laughs> unfortunately 
Uh, Tav, I can never pronounce this guy's name right. Tavernier. Tavernier, yeah. Yeah. Came from Leicester, didn't he? He's an assist machine if he just keeps feeding the ball to Solanke. Or am I getting him mixed up with a different player? No, I he may have done. Um, yeah, exactly, Nick. That's They're the only three that really stand out for me. I thought he came from Rangers is what I think. He Maybe you're right. Well, yeah, he came from Rangers. Yeah, thank you. I, I remember a blue shirt. Well, they've got a Neto. He's kind of a sweeper keeper. Um, but he's been holding it down pretty well uh, so far. He's a decent keeper. His defense in front of him, though, they, they're not the greatest. And if we can at least make good, some good forward runs through them. Let me just correct myself here. There are two brothers. James Tavernier plays for Rangers. Uh-huh. Marcus Tavernier plays for Bournemouth. Oh. And Marcus Tavernier played for Always Bournemouth? Just out of curiosity. I think so. All right, there we go. So. Thank you, and Carta. What do we think, What what's going to happen here? I mean, what do we expect from Liverpool knowing our weak points are low block and Bournemouth is likely going to be low block and then send Solanke up on a counter and hope they get the ball in the net? We do what we did against Arsenal. We hold the line. We look for the counters. <laughs> I don't think Bournemouth no. are an attacking team. Why would we Why would we park the bus against them? I said hold the line. I didn't say park the bus. We hold our defensive line, right, properly, keep them further up or further back in the field and try to make some counterattacks when we need to. No. Darwin Nunes, balls to the wall. I don't trust him. Absolutely. I think this is the game Captain where he chaos. does not score. Captain chaos and overwhelm him um, yeah. in the first 10 minutes and floodgates open. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say uh, you got to blitz him early on, take advantage. Fight. Exact opposite of you, Tom, is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, Yeah, and they're going to come out fighting and we're going to lose a goal straight away. Yeah, but they don't have... Like Fulham. They don't have the talent to fight. We'll see. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Bournemouth are a much better team. They don't have I, not wrong. I mean, um, they don't have the talent to fight, but we're not playing with our f- full squad either. Well, that's where I get a little worried. Is if we do push early, though, they could easily see a ball over the top. Solanke runs onto it, and well, that, yeah, that's exactly is if and because if you said it in that, that fashion, that means it's going to happen. <laughs> well, Neil's almost always wrong. Luckily, so <laughs> sorry, mate. But <laughs> um, almost. No, I think this is going to be I, my prediction for the game. It's just going to be the classic Liverpool trying to break through a wall and putting a lot of shots in and not finding a lot of success with it and then nicking a couple once Bournemouth get tired late. Um, I, I'm not as worried about Solanke. I'm worried about their counterattack because I'm looking at their assist numbers here and it, they are very good at getting the ball to the guy. Well, that that's what I'm talking about, Solanke. Um, yeah. The counterattack, if we press all the way forward, with Connor Bradley at right back, yeah, that's um, you know it's just unusual faces back there. So, and there's I have a feeling that they're going to target that side of the pitch like an MF because our midfield has been kind of likely to be Elliot over there as well. Yeah, yeah, I know that scares me. Um, that's where our attack is going to suffer the most. Is yeah, Darwin. What you're saying, you don't trust them. I'm not inclined to trust them like a, a shoe in for a goal, but. Having Elliot up there with with Darwin or Gakpo or Jota, I, I think it's too Gakpo, much pressure. Gakpo should probably start this game. I think I like the fact that he gets back on defense. As much as I love Darwin Nunes, for a game like this when we're in such a weak position, going down that right side, uh, I don't know. 
I, I get a little worried. Um, wh- what do you have for your uh, for your lineup predictions? So, um, <clears throat> um, yeah, go on, Nick. Uh, I, I have sorry. a you know Allison in goal, no surprise there. Mm-hmm. Yep. and then Bradley at right back, Canati uh, and Verge as centre backs, Gomez as left back. You want me to keep going? My uh, same as that for me, by the way. Same for you. Yeah, yeah, I have this. Uh, midfield, I've got Elliot, McAllister, and Jones. Elliot, McAllister, Jones. Okay. And then I've got Diaz, Nunes, and Jota. And I feel bad leaving Gappo out after his um, good performance second half against Fulham. So you, who do you have on the right side? I always get confused when I look at the, uh, the which way around. So um, who's who's got Salah? Um, I've got Jota playing in the Salah role. Okay, I don't I don't hate that idea. I I'm gonna say. Uh, so same defense. I think midfield. I've got Jones, McAllister, and um, and Gravenberch. Uh, I know he didn't play well against Fulham, but Elliot just I don't know. To me, he he left a bad taste in my mouth. So it's the lesser of two evils for Stop me. Going down so what have you got in um, what have you got in midfield? Uh, Jones, McAllister, and Gravenberch. Um, I have the exact same as I have the exact same as you, Nick. Yeah, yeah. I think right now I, that's a defensive heavy. I would I would say if if I put Elliot in over there then then we're that right side is going to be too weak. We're going to lose the ball a lot on that right side. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then up front, I I think I've got Diaz, Gakpo, and then I don't know. It's it's tough replacing Zad. You don't realize how important he is until he's <laughs> not there. But maybe Jota would would be a, a good deputy there. Jota, and then I have Jarwin Jota, coming in. Jota, Gakpo, and Diaz. Jota, Jota. Diaz, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you have Nunes off the bench. And yeah. I also have Nunes, Nunes off the bench. bench. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, having Gakpo down the the that front. Nunes deserves the start after his performance against Fulham. I mean, I, sure, but he's just the, he's not the guy I want in a game where we're already really weak. He's gonna come good. He's gonna come good. I'm sure. That's why I got him coming off the bench. He can come <laughs> out after Gakpo scores his like goal. Like De Bruyne, you mean? <laughs> that would be great. I would love that. I'm playing the part of Kevin De Bruyne, we have Darwin Nunes. <laughs> <laughs> He's better looking. <laughs> That's like getting Mike Myers to play. I don't know, Allison Becker's role. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, I've also got Becker in goal. I it, it, we just have to watch the counter. I think that's that's the the main thing that we got to focus is that counter is going to kill us if we don't nip it in the bug quick. So just don't get sloppy with your passes. You know, take smart shots and don't sit on the ball and wait for someone else to be open. If you have a shot, you got to take it. I yeah, McAllister. A, yeah, that's a big thing that I've been seeing this year. Is everyone's like afraid to shoot the ball? Yeah, Darwin. Uh, well, Darwin's not afraid to shoot. He just goes fucking wide every well, time. Well, he's a little wish-washy <laughs> when he walks into the ball box. Yeah. I think, yeah, there was a little bit of that. Um, bit indecisive lately. Mm. Uh, but um, I yeah, think we've shot too much from outside the box, actually, this year. Yeah, agreed. Because we can't break down the low block, yeah. so they're taking... They, to create that space going down. I mean, Gomez keeps having cracks. From I love the, it. <laughs> One of them's going to go in. Gosh, I hope so. I, you know what? That that'll be my hot. It's take getting close this game. I want. I Gomez want to score his his first Premier League goal against Bournemouth. I would love that. Does and Gomez? Then he can go lay out in the palm trees. Does <laughs> Gomez score before Darwin gets a hat trick? Yes. No. Hmm. <laughs> Mark it down, listener. That's our new challenge here. 
All right, let's take a quick break before we look at the rest of the league. Welcome back, listener. It's match tw- match week 21, part two here. Um, we're starting off with Arsenal and Palace. Neil. Arsenal two, Palace nil. Two nil. I have three nil. Next up, we've got Brentford and Forest. Actually, I'm going to stick with my original prediction. So, Which is? One nil. Two. Two Brentford. Thanks, Nick. What do you got, Neil? I have 2-1 to Brentford. I have 1-1. One, one. One. Okay. How about Sheffield and the team that James Ward-Prowse is on? Sheffield 0, West Ham at 2. I have the same score. I also have the same score. Bournemouth-Liverpool. Actually, you know what? Hold that. Let's do Brighton and Wolves first. Who you got? 2-2. Two, two. Ooh, 1-2 to the Wolves. I also have 1-2 to Wolves. All right, Bournemouth-Liverpool. So, for Bournemouth-Liverpool, I wrote down 4-1 to begin with to Liverpool. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, we haven't got uh, Salah and uh, Colin Bradley. And uh, So then I wrote down 1-1. And I was like, no, I really think we're going to win. So I did 2-1. And I finally settled on 3-1 to Liverpool. Okay. All right. <laughs> Very unsure about what's going to happen. <laughs> So, just like Neil there, but less indecisive, I just came out 3-1. <laughs> okay, 3-1, there you go. I have 2-1 to Liverpool. I have, I have a feeling we're going to struggle to break down their low block. I, I know they're going to nick one past us at some point. They're, they're going to get a, a counter strike, and Solanke's going to find the net. Um, but, again, I, I still think we're going to come out ahead in this one, 2-1. Hat-trick for Nunes. Hattrick for Nunes. I'm going to say... You heard it here last. Gomez Gomez scores the winning goal. We equalize <laughs> and then Gomez scores it. It's not, coming. He, his, I, they're not bad shots. No, not no, like no, when Carabo wings it. Yeah, mm-hmm. They're getting a lot closer. Yeah. Can I put your house on that? No. No, you cannot. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, all right, guys. Closing thoughts. What do we got? Closing thoughts. Um, best wishes to Sven Goran Eriksson with his terminal cancer diagnosis and I do hope that the Liverpool fans get their wish because the the one thing that um, Sven said is he's always wanted to manage Liverpool mm-hmm. and there's a large movement happening this week for Sven Goran Eriksson to take charge of the Liverpool Legends match and I hope he gets to take charge of the Liverpool Legends match and gets to his um, dying wish to come true and to manage the love of my life, Liverpool. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Neil. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to share any closing thoughts. I think that's a good way to end the show. Thanks for listening. Chat to you soon.